Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be all right with it, yeah. I'm just trying to be all right with it, yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it, yeah. I just want to be all right with it, yeah. Checking out Matt on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he's getting he's getting some of it from the Gordon crowd. Gordon's good. He's just a coordinator. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but he said this: Gordon was very solid down the stretch of the game. wasn't a great defensive effort by the team throughout. Which he's right about that. That was, uh, I mean, geez, for them to get back into that one. All right, I think we got a few people in here. We can get this rolling. Um, we will put this up in audio form later for everybody too that wants to listen to it on our on our channel over on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to us. But all right, what what what's your first thought from this one? Our first few thoughts. I don't know how the NBA can't review backcourt violations. Can you hear me? Oh my Hello? god! Yeah, I got you. You're good. We're on the site. Like, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say I don't know how the NBA can't review backcourt violations. That cool. almost screwed them over. Of course, Nurkic's bad pass of the game threw literally threw the game away. But Mark Davis reviewed the play on uh, the foul on Tice, got that wrong, and the backcourt violation they couldn't review. So plays they can review, they get it wrong, and plays they can't review, they still get them wrong. So like the, the NBA officiating, get it on track for the playoffs. They're warming up just like the playoffs. Uh, the players are for the playoffs. But come on, the refs yeah. stunk in the fourth quarter. It was horrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. The war on Tice continues, and that's that's a brutal call. Don't get me wrong. I could see how they get it wrong initially. Same thing goes for the um, the backcourt violation, but after the replay, they're right there. They're right on the level of those guys. How the hell do you not see that Tatum is still in the backcourt when he passes that ball? That is as bad a missed call that it could have been. If that had lost them the game or if they lost the game after, I mean, that's the play you look at right then and there. That was absolutely brutal. But you know what, Ty? They shouldn't have been in that position. It shouldn't have mattered. Their defense choked down the end of it. Don't get me wrong. Damian Lillard obviously did very well, but at some point you got to try and take the way, take away the three from them. They finally did it at the end where Nurkic gets that easy layup. That was a smart play. But other than that, dude, I mean, not a good look for smart. I understand Lillard's good and one of the best players in the league and everything. He reminded us that, but you got to stop him at some point. And they, they struggled with that mightily toward How do you let them get back in the game? I thought, honestly, I thought we weren't going to have much to talk about. Cause like, yeah, Celtics played really well. Their offense was good, and the Blazers weren't that great. But shit, that was bad. Well, I know, they I know like Brad Stevens, he loves – Brad loves to switch everything. 
on defense. And that's what they were doing down the stretch. With their, you know, their great lineup in there with, you know, Ennis Canner at the center. I don't know why you would want to switch everything with him in there. But right. there was some weird possessions where it wasn't smart picking up Lillard full court. It was it was Jalen Brown or Tatum would even pick him up like every once in a while, up, like mm-hmm. full court or pick him up a half court. So like, it was obviously designed that smart was not on every possession. I, I didn't understand that. I knew you, you plan on switching things, but they're going to try and find the matchup they want to get for the Blazers. But why wouldn't you have smart just try and guard him at all times, pick him up full court, wear his ass out? Because Lillard was getting way too many good looks. All they were doing was just weaving at the top of the key, going off screens and getting the, the matchup they wanted, and Lillard was just pulling or dumping yeah. it off to a roller in Nurkic or moving it to, to Colum. So the defense game plan and at least the effort of the second half wasn't, you know, to my liking, but that was really concerning. But I didn't there, so you had to take this whole game kind of with a great assault there. Yeah, I, I, I think that's I think that's what it kind of comes down to at the end of it. But this is a team that we, when we looked at the schedule beforehand, when we did our preview, this is a game that you and I said, they'll win this. As much as the Blazers are fighting for their postseason lives and everything, and, the, and Lillard was playing really well before the hiatus and everything, we looked at it as, this is a game they will win. We won't have to worry about it from a Celtics perspective. And then they go out, and then it be, and, and they did that. They were all over them early on. And then it just, like you said, the effort, not there. I mean, Jalen Brown and Tatum shot well. Obviously, Tatum was putting up some great numbers throughout, and, and Jalen Brown stepped up big big down the end and not having Kemba hurts. But when you, when you don't have Kemba in and you have Wanamaker on the floor, you think, okay, the defense is going to look a little bit better because he's bigger and, and he can switch a little bit more easily. And that wasn't there. That to me is, is a huge issue. Um, but I still stand by like the, the having so many guys you can switch on the floor. I don't, I don't hate that, but when your best guy is supposed to be able to lock up your best defensive player is supposed to be able to lock up guys that size and Damian Lillard and they're having trouble doing it. And look, Tatum is a good defender and and, and obviously Jalen Brown is too. But when they can't go and do that like they're supposed to, and Lillard is, I mean, he is willing them back into the game and then they get a lead at one point when you had what what is it you tweet out? Like a 19 point lead was their biggest lead or something to that effect? You go and let him get back. Five, five and a half minutes left in the third quarter. They're up by nineteen. Everyone kept saying twenty-four, but late in the game, with five and a half to go in the third quarter, they're up by nineteen. It's inexcusable. I mean, and look, can they learn from it? Yeah, and it's, but it's still to me. I don't think that the. I never think with the Celtics that that's going to be an issue. I never think the effort on the defensive end and in, in execution, especially when you have all your guys back. That's what we've talked about all this time. Is they have all their guys back. I understand Kemba's got a slight. Um, you know, he has the minute restriction, right? It was 17 to 23 minutes tonight. But when you have everybody back for the most part throughout the entirety of the game, and then defense is the issue when Kemba's not on the floor, I know he does, he takes charges and shit. Well, but that to me, it's inexcusable. There's no way that should, that should be happening at all. No, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it, with there. The Blazers, everyone knew they are capable of scoring in bunches, and that's what they did tonight. But like the way that they did it was, you knew they were all gonna shoot threes the entire time. Like the two guys that hadn't really shot well, the whole goal them gonna go off. Like they're all CA players, so they're gonna do that. So you knew it was coming, but the Celtics kind of let it happen. Like, like I said, I just didn't like that they switched everything. How about some hard hedging from your big man and force it to throw it down to the roller? You know, give some help on there instead of just taking the e- – switching nowadays is, like, kind of the easy way out of playing defense. Like, yep. in, in pick up basketball, like, people just switch all the time because, like, it's the easy thing to do. Get over the screen, go over the top of it, and don't let him shoot a three. How about that? Like, mm-hmm. there was just 
the pick and roll coverage was just not good. Like you knew it was coming. The Celtics basically let it happen and they almost choked tonight, but Jalen Brown's heroics late in the game. I mean, him hitting 28 footer after 28 footer uh, was incredible. He hit six of six, I think in the, the fourth quarter, three of three from deep. So, I mean, without Jalen Brown, they don't win this game. I know Tatum went off, but yeah, to me, like games, probably shit went, got really tough. Jalen Brown stepped up and of yeah. course Tatum was assisting him on a lot of those, but he made the shots when it, when yeah. it mattered most. And, exa- and, and that's where we talk. I mean, I, I saw, I think it was Vincent Goodwell from Yahoo Sports tweeted out how the Celtics have multiple guys that can create for themselves and hit big shots and everything. And we, we talk about how that's that's great. That's their biggest weapon. And that's why in the bubble, they're such a tough team. But that's also factoring in that they're supposed to be a good team defensively. That's how we look at it all the time. But you needed, I mean, this Tyler, if I tell you in a game that Jason Tatum scored 32 points, Jalen Brown scored 30, Gordon Hayward scored 22, and then Kemba Walker in 22 minutes scored 14 points. You would think they probably they're probably fine. They probably did they probably did okay, right? They 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 walked away with a comfortable lead, maybe not double digits, but it wasn't too much uh, of a it wasn't too tense down the stretch. Yet here we are up until the last minute when they had this huge lead, you needed Jalen Brown to do what you just said, come up big and make these huge shots and it didn't happen. So for me, after seeing that collapse, I'm not uh, I'm not, look, it's one game, you know, I know you guys talked about it the other night when I wasn't here for the Bucks game. It's one game. You can't go and lose your shit over it and make too many assessments. But this is one where they got to they gotta come back next game. And who are they playing next? I had the schedule up earlier, but you can't, like, you need to respond big time to this one. They Next, they have the Heat. So it's it's another tough test, arguably a tougher one, and that's on Tuesday. You can't come, you can't come out flat. You need to come out right away strong and to expect a double-digit win against the Heat is not realistic, but you it, this cannot happen where if you get a sizable lead, you can't let these these teams – I know it's in the game of runs, but you can't – what happened tonight or today, we can't see that again, period. No, and the Blazers, I think, are the one team besides like maybe the Warriors when they're fully healthy that can do mm-hmm. what they just did, where they can put up 70-plus points in a half. Like The Rockets probably, yes, as well. They've shown they can do it at will. The Rockets right. and the Blazers are probably the two teams where if they're down 20, they can erase that in a quarter. And that happened tonight, and so that was a little concerning. But all in all, I like that Kem Walker continued to show some explosiveness. He was bouncy coming up very agile for the game. Um, uh, that's what you heard on the pregame show is that Kemba said he felt great. And so if he feels good, the, the team looked good. Uh, Jason Tatum's back. He looked horrible after a career-worst game. The jump shot doesn't look as funky as it used to. So all in all, I mean, the result is not a great one. You probably should win by 10, but mm-hmm. the, the important players of this game all should be really good things. That's a good point about Tatum. After what happened the other day and what we saw in the scrimmages, huge bounce back game for him. Absolutely needed that. that I don't, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting bogged down in all the negative. They did win. Of course they did. They did power through all that crap, but yeah, you, we did see a lot of good. And I mean, and, and of course with Hayward, we, we were talking about how Matt's tweeting out about it and everything, how Hayward was good down the stretch. Um, and obviously hit those big free throws at the end and everything. Yes. He stepped up. This is the Gordon Hayward we expect to see. I mean, and he went and I think he had, what was it? He, had, he only had three assists. He had nine rebounds. He only had three assists. I'll take that with Hayward if he's going putting up 22 points and shooting efficiently. That's fine. I got um, the assist totals with him. It, I know it's going to be there, but on a night where he's scoring well, I don't. I don't necessarily care about that with him. I don't. I don't like it, it's as long as it's spread out throughout the group. Then I know they're going to be fine in, in terms of distributing. I think it was Tatum that led everybody tonight. He had eight. Yeah, and then everybody else was four or less. 
totally fine by me. The, the offensive output was great. Um, yeah. I would say Brown is the biggest. I mean, Tatum look. Tatum has a big response, but Brown is the one who I look at at the end of this because he's continuing to play well throughout all of this offensively. He's he's showing a time and again that he is a guy who, when Tatum is getting blitzed at the end of the game, and if Kemba Walker can't get to the rim and he's not feeling that great or or whatever. As much as you have Hayward that you can rely on, Jalen Brown is going to be somewhere, and he can hit it from pretty much anywhere on the floor that's you know reasonable range. I'd love to have Matt on the podcast today because I would ask him about Gordon Hayward, who I thought was excellent. Gordon Hayward was very good today. Mm-hmm. He made he made excellent passes. He hit open shots. He hit his free throws in the, in the clutch moments. He turned the ball over a little bit too much. He cut it in the last game against the Bucks too. But Gordon Hayward is a legitimate threat to score on this team and Matt doesn't think so most of the time and Brad <laughs> Brad shows that like late in the game he drew up an, an out-of-bounds play to throw the ball into Gordon Hayward how I'm going in this team and Gordon Hayward so he, he trusts Gordon Hayward probably more so in terms of ball handling decision making more so than anyone on this team and for him to go six of ten 22 points and really play facilitator role when the minutes were out for Kemba. What, like late in the third quarter, he was done. He was out of minutes. Right. And so it became Gordon's team, Gordon's offense to run. So it was Gordon and Jason doing a lot of facilitating. Right. And when Gordon got in the lane, he made the right play, whether he fouled, dump it down to Tice or Canner, kick it out to Jalen for an open three. Gordon was really promising tonight, and I love what I saw from him and Jalen Brown as well. Those are my two stars of the game besides Jason Tatum too. So those three guys, excellent yep. tonight. Yeah, I mean, three highest scores. They all made their own major contributions throughout all this. The one thing that I wonder with with Kemba, as much as they coasted throughout of this, I mean, you know, you're talking about how the Blazers are one of the teams that can score in bunches and kind of come out of nowhere. Well, if there, if you know that, I know that. There's got Brad Stevens has to be aware of that. So I kind of wonder where they have this sizable lead. I know you want Kemba to to get his legs under them under him and and find rhythm and everything. But wouldn't you want to see him kind of dealing with those pressure situations again, just so he's getting used to it when everybody else is getting used to it? To not have him at all down the stretch, to me, you know, at least at least five minutes out of him. I would have liked five minutes out of him late, you know, maybe have him there in crunch time. If you if that means you leave him where he only plays 17 minutes at the end of the game because let's say it's it's not crunch time or whatever, I would have I would have liked that. I would I would have just because he, you need those reps, you can't replicate those. He's getting game reps, but high pressure reps or something else entirely too. Well, get used to Kemba having no minutes in the fourth quarter, probably until the playoffs, because the way Brad has talked about the minutes restriction has been 22, 23 minutes. It's been a part of a plan. They're going to slowly ramp him up for the playoffs. And they also are reluctant to bring him in for eight minutes in the fourth quarter, fit him for an entire break. Like they do not want to do that at all. So they want to play him in spurts, but first together. So he's not going to start third quarter and then come back and play crunch time minutes in the fourth. It's not going to happen. So I would expect for basically the entire way for, for Brad to treat Kemba's minutes going into playoffs. He's probably going to run out of, out of minutes to play at least through uh, midway through the fourth quarter, if not sooner. Like I don't expect Kemba Walker to play crunch time minutes in an NBA game until the playoffs. And He's kind of shown his hand on that. Like he's running out of minutes way before the, the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. You're, no, you're right. So unless he's you're playing right. 30 minutes, he's not going to play in the fourth quarter. You're right. Yeah. And he's not, I mean, well, we saw, we saw the bump in minutes this time. So 
maybe by the fourth game we see him getting closer to that 30 minute mark but I, I don't know you're 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 probably right you're probably not going to see him in there at all I don't I don't like that move but there's obviously a method to Stevens madness throughout all this and as much as he's not beyond reproach or above reproach whatever I I think that uh I I understand you know you got to be careful. I mean, you have to monitor his knee. You have to be careful with this shit because it is it is a problem. It is an issue that's going to continue to be an issue. And you just wonder how much it is going forward. Now he's, he's talking to the media as we're recording. By the way, just a quick aside for everybody. We apologize for any technical difficulties. There's been some skipping in here throughout. But, uh, but you know, that happens sometimes with some of these with these streams that we're doing. Anyways, um, so they have they have the heat up next. I have not checked where the uh, how the heat did in their last game. But anything, any thoughts on on that one as we look ahead? That's on Tuesday at six thirty p.m. It's a big team to match up with. Um, I don't know how Tice is going to do against Bam Adebayo. I mean, Nurkic mm-hmm. kind of had, he he pretty much handed had, what twenty five and ten thirty 30 points. And 10. Thirty points. Yeah, so he he had a pretty good game tonight. I don't know what they're going to do against Bam Adebayo. Kelly Olynyk's going to bring out. Um, ties out to the perimeter, so it's going to kind of be a weird kind of contrast. So he's going to go from guarding Bam Adebayo to guarding a perimeter player, essentially, when uh, when it comes in. But, yeah, so mm-hmm. that, that'll be an interesting game. That team's not a- able to score in bunches like the Trailblazers were. So if you're up by 20 against mm-hmm. them, it's – So they, they beat the Nuggets in their first game 125-105. They got the Raptors on Monday, so depending on you guys are listening to this during, the, they'll be playing them as you're listening to this or right after you listen to this, whatever. Um, also, so so that means the Celtics are going to get them on a back-to-back, which I think is, I mean, obviously that's going to be huge for them in the bubble. I just, went, in terms of assessing the Celtics, looking at them going into the postseason, everything where they stand against the Heat and a team that's, you know, one of the best in the Eastern Conference and in, in the league, um, I don't think we can... You know, we'll, we'll assess the game and we'll see where it goes, but I think it's going to be tough to get a real gauge for how the Celtics handle everything throughout all this. I, and I would say when we talked about this, right, that was a game that was an up-in-the-air one when you and I assessed it prior to the, the start of the restart. Now, knowing that it is a back-to-back for the Heat, this is a game the Celtics should absolutely win. It will be a significant letdown, especially after what we saw against the Blazers. It'll be a significant letdown if we don't see the Celtics go and, and win this one because the Heat should be tired, especially, again, after they're playing the Raptors and all this. They, the Heat have a tough stretch. They got the Raptors and the Celtics, and then they have the Bucks on Thursday, too. That's brutal. But That is brutal, but, I mean, they just destroyed the, the Nuggets by 20. So, I mean, if they lose the glitching, killing. the Heat, I'm not going to be – Extreme players for half the game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Kemba Walker only has 25 minutes to play. So, if they lose the Heat, I, I can't be disappointed. I mean, that the Heat the Heat might be a team that hmm. can make a run in this playoff. So, I, I'm not going to sleep on them. No, you can't sleep on them, but it's just more about the fact that it's going to be on a back-to-back when they're inside the bubble. And the Celtics are going to have an extra day of rest, too. They've, they've been like – well, no, not an extra day. It's their normal rest that they've had from this game to last. Um, I don't know. I think that this is I, – I, I'm curious how much this weighs on, on the heat on any team inside the bubble, because it's not, you know, it's not a home and home because you're still on the road. And also you've had this long layoff and everything. So it's going to be much different. I think that whenever we see a back-to-back though, Ty, everybody's always quick to, to denounce the team that won that's coming off, you know, a, a day off. So I don't see how that's, and I'm not usually one to necessarily do that, but I think here, 
given the situation, what everybody's gone through, I think that puts the Celtics at a much more significant advantage than they would be during a normal double uh, back-to-back. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, I don't put as much value into that because usually on back-to-backs, you're playing like a home uh, in the first part of it, and then you're going on the road, you're traveling for the second part. More than likely, that's usually the way it is or the other way around. Either way, you're traveling in some scenario. And this one, right. you're not. Yeah. So there's no glitching is killing me involved whatever so and it's only gonna matter in the fourth quarter so we'll see okay all right so we will be back on tuesday pretty much right after the game we will let you guys know on twitter make sure you follow us there at five out pod and on instagram same handle um anything else ty are we good to go sorry for my shitty internet dude i hate this At least you're not in the car talking to me. All right, we will talk to you all again on Tuesday. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. I just want to be all right with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.